The Slammer, written by Terra Coco. Exterior, playground, day. A breeze blows through empty jungle gym bars on a beautiful day. A swing creaks. A tetherball slowly unwinds itself. Walkman in hand, a small girl, ten, shuffles down a sidewalk. A bright blur of neon windbreaker rushes past. Flattop kid looks over his shoulder mid-stride. Hurry! You're gonna miss it! Her eyes go wide and she rushes to catch up. They run around a corner into a press of crowding children. 1994. A boy, nine, saunters through a tunnel of children. This is young Will. He flips his prize slammer, a thick metal disc with a ridged edge like a circular saw. A polished WWF belt hangs from the shoulder of his faded jean jacket. The slammer is brandished on the back of the denim. Sharply dressed, Travis, 10, announces the entrance of the opponents from within the circle of kid spectators. Introducing the reigning champion, Will Davis! Three girls shriek in unison at the mention of his name. The Jessicas, though not related, they wear identical side ponytails, slightly different versions of the same nine-year-old. Will glances over. One of the girls swoons and faints. Will smirks as he makes his way to the center of the ring. He raises the WWF belt above his head. The crowd roars! Okay, Will, you're undefeated, but this is the big match. Your entire future hangs in the balance. You worried? No, Travis. I was born to win. Interior, office supply store, day. A despondent Will Davis, 33, stands at the counter of a big box office supply store. He dons a blank stare beneath a fall of messy, dirty blonde curls. Today, an irate Mrs. Singer, 60, slams a stack of laminated certificates onto the counter. You don't understand, young man. I need these reprinted now. I can do that, but it's going to take time to laminate. You'll have to pay for a rush order. She plucks a certificate and thrusts it in his face. It reads, Certificate of Completion, Safety Sharts, Ethan West. Do you expect me to hand out certificates that say Safety Sharts to 85 third graders? (laughs) I mean, I've met Ethan. It's probably still applicable. Where I work, we call that bullying. I'm sorry, ma'am. It was a joke. Can I speak to your manager? She's not in right now. Um, How about we just reprint them? They won't be laminated, but at least they'll read correctly. I can't believe this. Don't you proofread things? Not when you order them online, Mrs. Singer. I told you that last time, remember? She stares in shock that he would suggest she's to blame. She can hardly contain her vitriol. No, it's fine. I'll just let the parents know who is responsible for this disgusting mistake. She grabs the stack and storms out of the store. Will buries his face in his hands, groaning. A strange sound. Bump, clink. Then another. Will looks up to see his co-worker, Brian, 38, bouncing pens into a cup on the counter. That went well. Brian's personality perfectly matches his monotone voice. He's not attractive, not ugly. Overall, he's just a little off. Another pen bounces into the cup. All of a sudden, you're a pillar of customer service. Brian bounces another pen into the cup. I would have reprinted them. Six times, Brian. The customer is not always right. I'm right. 
Come on, you know I'm right. Yep. How's that working out for you? Brian locks eyes on Will and bounces a pen into the cup. Interior hibachi restaurant, night. Patrons buzz brightly as chefs laugh and juggle spatulas. Will worms his way to a seat nestled between his parents, Gloria and Bill, and his sister and her husband, Heidi, 33, and Paul, 35. They cheer as he gives them each a warm hello. He made it! <laughs> they said they couldn't seat us without the whole party, but we told them you would be right along, and here you are. The hibachi chef at the grill is not impressed. That's great, Mom. He kisses her on the cheek, then whispers to Heidi. You say you like Benihana one time in the eighth grade, and you never spend your birthday anywhere else. At least we're doing your thing. If Chi-Chi's hadn't went out of business, we'd be contracting hepatitis in oversized sombreros right now. <laughs> Hiroshan, round the sakis. Later, the hibachi chef works unenthusiastically on their meal. Gloria leans over her children, talking to Paul. You would have thought Heidi was on a slip and slide, but not my will, no rushing him. He took his trip down the vaginal canal at a leisurely pace. <laughs> Will and Heidi both take a sip of their sake. Paul is dumbfounded. The chef is horrified. Let's hope it's more of the former when you and Heidi decide to have a little one. At some point, any point, really. Discreet, Mom. Gloria raises her hands defensively. You know, you two were going into kindergarten by the time we were your age. Will, tell us about your life. Uh, crap job. My girlfriend left me. I can barely afford my glorified closet of an apartment. I'm very accomplished at 33. Gloria takes Will's hand and squeezes softly. Who are you trying to impress? I don't know. Anyone? Everyone? Kinsey? Kinsey's... 21. Buying her own beer is an accomplishment. Well, maybe that's why she dumped me after her birthday. Nobody knows at that age what they want. Just maybe try dating a grown-up next time? Gloria pulls out her phone. She was a nice girl. I started following her on Instagram. She's taking the time to really work on herself right now. She shows him the stylized feet of a beautiful young Instagram star. The hibachi chef becomes animated for the first time since dinner began. Dude, you deaded love Kenzie? In his surprise, the chef sends a piece of shrimp flying directly into Will's eye. He yelps, but everyone is focused on Kenzie's photos. Man, her hashtag, Man Crush Mondays, gives me life. Mom, when did you start using Instagram? <laughs> Heidi grabs the phone from her hand and rifles through image after perfect image. I am very on fleek with the times, Heidi Lynn. Um, all your posts are inspirational quotes, and why are there naked photos of us on the internet? A photo of the two in the bathtub. The caption reads, Happy birthday to my two babies, Will and Heidi. Hope your day is perfect, love, Mom. Oh, oh look, Kinsey hearted it. <laughs> Exterior, hibachi restaurant, later. Heidi and Paul wave as they walk to their car. Will gives his parents a hug and goes to walk away. Oh, oh, Will, wait. Bill reaches into his jacket pocket. 
Make sure you get some ice on that, honey. Bill hands an envelope to his son. My father gave me an envelope just like this one. I used it to start my firm. Everything I have is possible because of that check. Now you can follow your path too. We know you're working hard, saving up for your t-shirt business. We hope this helps. Eh, open it at home. And don't tell your sister. You know how she gets. Interior, Will's apartment. Later, Will stands in a sparse, dimly lit den of an artist bachelor. He talks on his phone, a bag of frozen peas against his eyes. A grand. He thinks I can launch my business for a grand. The machinery alone costs $10,000. How does inflation work? Interior, Heidi's house, continuous. Her home is well put together, shining brightly in contrast to her brother's squalor. I mean, I'll take the money if you don't want it. I'm the one that got the shaft. They keep denying you're the favorite, but... Intercut phone conversation. Hyde, I'm not the favorite. I'm a charity case. Sad and penniless. I know. How can you be so pitiful and still the favorite? Luckily, you can make it up to me without spending a dime. Fine. You promise? I promise. Great. You are going with me to the reunion. The bag of peas falls to the floor. It hasn't been 20 years. I, mean, I, I didn't even get an invite. Facebook, bruh. They're doing a 15-year, and I want a front row view of the carnage. Her Jessica C. got a lot of work done. Oh, you think we should drink a six-pack of Zimas beforehand? Will opens a laptop atop a sad coffee table littered with takeout containers and markers. He pulls up an event page titled Kennedy High Class of 2004 15-Year Reunion. Nausea hits as he scrolls through overly excited comments. Can't Paul go with you? He has a work thing. Uh, come on. You're a single guy on the prowl. Uh, this is exactly what you need. Some age-appropriate ass. This isn't a movie, Heidi. Us single people will be quietly binge drinking just to cope with the endless scrolling through photos of weddings and kids. He stalks through photos of his classmates, beautiful wedding photos, beach vacations. He lets out a grunt of disgust at a chiseled, attractive man. He looks down at his own body disapprovingly. Ugh, I can, I can literally do that anytime. No, see, the social media goggles come off in real life. So you get to see how depressing people's lives really are. Will looks around his apartment. Like I said, I can literally do that any time. You promised. I'm just imagining the hundred times I'd have to answer the question, what do you do now with office supply, bitch? Well, I uh, wouldn't go verbatim on that. Uh, just tell them you're a... Semi-successful apparel designer? You have to be semi-successful to be semi-successful. Uh, if I could just get this printing press, I could quit this bullshit job. Oh, fuck up, little camper. Things tend to work out exactly how they're supposed to. <laughs> Thanks. Happy birthday. Back at you, baby brother. Heidi, we're twins. You're not older than me. The line goes dead. Interior office supply store, day. Will's eye is horribly swollen. He pulls a stack of prints from a machine and takes them to the work counter where Brian is putting together an order, a Red Bull in hand. What the hell is a pog? Will does a double take and notices the flyers in front of his coworker. 
They say Extreme Pog Championship 2019 in big, bold letters. Under it, the grand prize reads $20,000. He grabs one and scrutinizes it. Oh, it was, this, it was this huge fad in the 90s. They were these little collectible cardboard discs with all sorts of things printed on them. Uh, cartoon characters, random designs. How's that a competition? Oh, it was a game, too. You would stack them up and throw this other piece called a slammer at them. Try and flip more of them over than your opponent. I, I was actually pretty good. Sounds dumb. A customer is revealed to be standing at the counter. This is Corey, 40. He's a little too old to be decked in 90s hipster chic and not aging well. He scowls at Brian. It's a forgotten art, beautiful in his subtleties. He takes the stack of flyers from Brian and nods at Will. Here, you should join. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, gave, I gave it up a long time ago. Flash, a slammer flips in a hand. Back to scene. Dude, why would you do that? Another customer has walked up. Spitzer, 33, is statuesque and dressed to kill. Everything is tailored and close cut. Because he couldn't handle the beast. Begin flashback. Exterior playground, day. Sweat beads down young Will's face. This match has been more difficult than expected, but he remains unshaken. It's a moment we've all been waiting for. The winner this last row will be the champion. Across from him, the face of his opponent, young Danny, is obscured. A stack of pogs sits between them. What are you waiting for, little Willie? Will's lips curl to a curt smile. He throws the slammer in slow motion. His smile twists to horror as he realizes only two pogs have been overturned. Looks like someone's a Willie Big Loser! Willie Big Loser! Willie Big Loser! Hey, look, everyone, little Willie's sister will protect him. <laughs> Heidi takes a swing, sending the small boy flying. From behind her, Danny grabs her ponytail and throws her into the crowd. The way clear, Danny pulls back a fist to punch Will when a loud, piercing fart silences the crowd, followed by a nasty dump. Did you just crap your pants? <laughs> Will remains uncomfortably silent while the crowd around him erupts in mocking laughter. Danny picks up the WWF belt and holds it in the air. Exterior, Davis's backyard, day. Young Will stands with young Heidi next to an empty metal trash can. He holds a canister of his precious game pieces. I'm done, Heidi. I'm never playing Pogs again. Don't be an idiot. Pogs are your whole life. You can't just walk away forever. Young Will empties the cardboard pieces into the trash can. He takes a special one from his pocket. I'm sorry for letting you down, Ric Flair. I never deserved that belt. He drops the Ric Flair pog in and pulls out his metal slammer. He brushes the front of it longingly with his thumb, then drops it in the can. He pulls out a pack of matches and drops a single match. Hasta la vista, baby. Will drops the match into the can and then walks away. His pants are still soaked in diarrhea. Heidi looks after him sadly, then back to the pieces catching fire. End flashback. It's, uh, it's a long story. Corey gives Will an awkward smile, leaves one flyer on the counter, then exits. For a beat, Spitzer takes in the store around him. Will stares at him in horror. 
Mudbutt Davis. This is where you work? Can't wait to tell the crew. Hi, Spitzer. I thought you were studying at some fancy art school. He dropped out. Shut up, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to your eye? This guy bust one in it? He looked like Ray Charles if that was the case. Ha! I like you, Amber Alert. Can I... Can I help you with something, sir? This kills his fun. He puts a stack of papers on the counter. Need 30 of these. Copied in color, double-sided, bound, in the next half hour. I'll wait. Will picks them up wordlessly. He takes them to the back and starts loading them into the copy machine. All of a sudden, an idea strikes him. He pulls a pen from his apron, looks around him, then starts drawing on the pages. Later. Here you go, buddy. Enjoy. He slams the bound presentations on the counter. Spitzer collects them and heads for the door. Later, loser. Will smiles as he watches him go. Interior, office supply store, break room, day. Will's boss, Terry, hands him a pink slip. This is bullshit, Terry. What do you want me to do, Will? You drew a series of peni on a customer's order. (laughs) Terry takes the presentation and thumbs the pages to show a flipbook animation of an erect penis going flaccid. (laughs) It was a joke. Just like your comment to Mrs. Singer. See, that's your problem, Will. You think this job is a joke. Terry, we sell office supplies. That's it exactly. I don't even know why you're upset. It's not like you want to be here. Terry walks out, leaving Will angry and dumbfounded. Brian has been sitting in the corner. He slurps a Red Bull nonchalantly. Will looks at him for support. Brian shrugs. She has a point. Will slaps the can out of Brian's hand and storms out. Exterior, parking lot, day. Will rummages for his keys on the way to his car, dejected. He realizes they're locked inside the vehicle and groans. Spitzer's voice behind him. Your handiwork blew a sail, dickweed. Yeah, and you got me fired. Happy? Oh, I am. But not nearly as happy as I'm gonna be. You've unleashed the beast, my friend. Spitzer shoves him as he storms away. Will pulls out his cell and dials a number. The phone rings and then cuts out, dead. You've got to be kidding me. See you soon, mudbutt. Spitzer throws a large chocolate frosty from the window of his car, hitting Will square in the ass. He laughs maniacally as he drives away. Disgusted, Will walks up to the door of the office mart, scraping frosty off his pants. Expressionless, Brian blocks the entrance. Will glares and walks away. Interior fast food restaurant, continuous. An employee looks at Will dumbfounded. Sir, we can't let customers use our phones. There's a payphone outside. They still have those? The employee shrugs. Will pulls out his wallet and finds one single dollar. This is all my cash. Can I get change for a dollar? I can't make change unless you purchase something. There is literally nothing on your menu that would leave me enough money to actually make a call. Would someone here maybe have an iCall 6S charger? You don't keep one in your car? I can't. I can't get into my car. That's why I need to call. I, it's, never mind. It's, thanks for your help. Will turns and walks away. The employee calls after him. Sir, you have something on your pants. Interior Kenzie's car, day. Will sits in the back seat of a tiny hybrid vehicle while Kenzie, 21, drives, chittering at the speed of light. 
I was so freaked out. Like, what in the world is this, some scam? But then I heard your voice and of course, I couldn't just leave you high and dry. I mean, what kind of a person would that make me? But seriously, is it like some kind of new app I've never heard of? 1-800-COLLECT? Yeah. Um, something like that. I would say I'm sorry to hear about your job, Will, but you know, they say you should fail often. So this is probably so good for you. I would have never launched Love Kinsey if I hadn't failed as a makeup blogger first. You should talk to Hunter about your business. He's a designer too, slash social media guru, and can like totally help out. He's got like 10,000 followers. Hunter, 22, peeks back at Will from the passenger seat. I created Snapcat. <laughs> Snapchat for cats. Rocco would love it, Will. I try to limit his screen time. <laughs> You're so funny. Baby, Will's designs the most clever shirts. You have to see them. He could be such a big thing if he could just get out of his own way. Being a business owner is about courage, man. Once you believe in yourself, everything just falls into place. Oh, does it, Hunter? Here we are. <laughs> Kenzie parks the car and turns to the back seat. She holds out her phone, an innocent smile on her face. Do you mind, for old time's sake? Interior nursing home, day. An elderly man sits at a table, frowning pensively into nothingness. A piece of paper and a handful of colored pencils sit in front of him. And Will, having faced the humiliation of his life, grew to be a sad, lonely man who only took solace in his crappy doodles. You're really bumming us out, you know? The camera zooms out to reveal that this old man is not future Will, but Henry, they both sit at a long table in the art room of a nursing home with Heidi and three elderly women, Edna, Marge, and Kiki. They all steal glances at Will, pretending to engage in their arts activities. Heidi stifles laughter. She wears a polo and name tag, indicating her employee status. So, you were Instagram boyfriends. Instagram boyfriend. That's some Inception-level shit. It, it went on for 20 minutes. Quick flashes, Kenzie's car. Kenzie and Hunter laugh and look into each other's eyes while Will shoots from the back seat. Kenzie and Hunter are toasting with Starbucks cups in the front seat while Will shoots from the windshield. Kenzie and Hunter are kissing while Will shoots their reflection in the side mirror. Back to scene. Heidi has her phone out looking at Kenzie's feed. Aww, she gave you photo cred. That is going to be an awkward conversation with mom. Oh, she liked it. Will buries his face in his arms. Why did you call Kinsey anyway? Hers was the only number I could remember. Well, that and Kenny Foster's landline, but that seemed less ideal. I don't know. His mom would have cooked you some amazing meatloaf. Will's phone, now on a charger, lights up. Will picks it up. It's a Venmo request from Kenzie that reads, $40 for pager emoji, and $50 for poop emoji, car emoji, shower head emoji, heart emoji, Kenzie, unicorn emoji, XOXOX. Is that a pager emoji? Opportune time to rack up charges. Paul's offer is still on the table. I can't. I can't sell insurance. I will literally die inside. It is not that bad. 
I'm tired of treading water. I just want to launch um, a multi-million dollar apparel line, putting in only seven to nine hours a week, marry a woman who's smart, independent, and killer in bed, and a vacation home in the mountains with a jacuzzi and a personal chef. Is that so much to ask? The elderly residents shake their heads at him. I got it. You came up with a solution just now? Well, technically mom did. She shows Will a post from their mom's Instagram account. It's the same Pog Championship ad he printed before. The caption reads, Will, remember when you played these all the time? So fun, XOXO mom. How is that everywhere? Nobody even knows what they are. Wait, you knew about this? Why are you boohooing? This is your ticket. I'm not entering that. Oh, come on. You're gonna give up on your dream because some bully from grade school beat you? I haven't played in over two decades. I'm not gonna win. This is a pog competition we're talking about here? There'll be what, two dozen people that even show up to the thing? Just drop it, hide. Fine, fine. But I'm making it my personal mission to see you through this turbulent time. That business is getting off the ground. <sighs> okay, other suggestions? Oh, you could sell your semen. Both of them look at the man who in turn shrugs. Try and apply for a loan? Interior bank day. The busy hush of the local bank stifles Will. He sits in a small cubicle office desk wearing an ill-fitting suit. He fidgets with the bottom of his jacket. Across from him, Carl, 65, leans into his computer monitor, uncomfortably close, scrutinizing the numbers. Well, I'm sad to say it, Mr. Davis, but... There's not much we can do. There's got to be something. Your credit isn't terrible, but you've got no income to report. What if I put the equipment up for collateral? I mean, I can make the revenue. My work's good. Will motions to the sample binder he's brought in filled with a collection of his designs. Carl flips through. He lands on a design of a t-shirt that reads, Kickball Hero, with a vintage-style illustration. Carl begins to chuckle. <laughs> oh, my son would love this. He plays in a league. How much would it run me? Forty dollars. That's an awful lot for one shirt. Exactly. I have to outsource the printing, and it drives up the cost. If I had my own equipment, I could print them myself. <sighs> Twenty thousand is just a lot of risk to take on. Do you have any assets you could sell? Family members you could borrow from? I'm really sorry we couldn't help. Will stands up, gathering his things. I, I appreciate you trying. I really do. He pulls out the design and hands it to Carl. For your son. I can't make him a shirt, but you know, maybe he'll like the print anyway. Carl accepts it and shakes Will's hand. Interior, Will's car, continuous. Will gets into the car and throws his materials on the seat beside him. He tries to start the car. It doesn't turn over. After two more attempts, he pauses to take a deep breath. He tries one more time and it finally works. He drives off. Interior, Will's apartment, living room, continuous. Will walks into his apartment, holding his mail and materials from the bank. Rocco the cat rubs against his leg. Hey, buddy. Will collapses onto the couch. He looks through the mail first. A bill, a second one. Then one of the pog flyers pops up once again. He angrily crumples it up and throws it. How? Why? He goes through a folder from the bank, then sighs and tosses it. 
he opens a binder that reads Pollock's Apparel. He peruses financial spreadsheets. Rocco jumps up to be lavished with affection. Maybe I could cash in on Christmas early? No, I, I can't ask Mom and Dad for more. Nothing of value to sell except my car. Rocco meows. Will looks down at him. You don't have to rub it in. I know it's a piece of shit. I could sell my body. Rocco meows. Okay, you're one to talk. Will stands and paces. I could do some freelance work. Rocco meows again. Will walks over to him and picks him up, holding the cat's face close to his own. Don't talk like that, Rocco. Insurance is the last resort. Will sits back on the couch again. He pulls his phone out of his pocket and looks at the photo of Kenzie and Hunter. What does she see in this douche? Snapcat. Ugh. Rocco meows once more. No, you cannot have an account. The cat paws at the screen. Yeah. I miss her too. Her laugh. And the way she smelled. Rocco meows. Don't be creepy. The cat jumps off the couch. I guess I'm not courageous enough for her. Will looks down to find him sitting on the floor next to the balled-up piece of paper. Rocco paws at his leg. You too. Will sighs, scratches Rocco on the top of his head, and moves him gently to the couch. Then he shoves everything off the table, papers, a few soy sauce packets, napkins. He grabs a sketchbook from a bookcase and a handful of markers and pencils from the floor, then begins drawing. Will becomes completely absorbed, his face steady. He makes precise, delicate strokes with great care. Once the drawing is done, he scans it to his laptop and begins working on it digitally, his attention laser-focused on the minute details, shapes, strokes of the digital brush. Once finished, he picks up his phone and dials. Mike, hey, it's, uh, it's me. I've got something I need rushed. Any way you could have it by Friday? Awesome, man, thanks. Will hangs up the phone and admires his work. Couldn't have done it without you, buddy. When he looks up, Rocco is pushing a half-full glass of water to the edge of the table across the room. Rocco, don't you dare! Rocco continues to push. <laughs> Cut to Interior Competition Arena, entrance day. Will and Heidi step into the facility. It is massive, packed, and decked out to the nines with laser lights and high-tech gadgetry. A millennial walks past him from behind. Aw, oh, sick shirt, bro. Will half grunts a thank you, completely dazed. So, I may have underestimated how many people would show? Will snaps out of his trance. You think? Who would pay for all of this? It is absolutely insane. Will starts getting a bit pale. Let's go get you checked in. Awestruck, they begin their walk into the competition arena, and the back of Will's shirt is revealed, the design he crafted so diligently. It says, The Slammer. On the way to a sign-in table, they pass a set of 12 kiosks filled with patrons in VR equipment making throwing motions. Two commentators, Austin, 23, and Corey, from the office store, are speaking to a camera phone held by Josie, 33. DigXT TV is going analog this weekend, covering a sport beloved by gamers and players alike. Pogs. That's right, kids. Hold on to your dunkaroos. We're going back to the 90s. Austin and Corey perform a short 90s-style hip-hop move, ending back-to-back with each having one arm crossed and the other holding a pog. Corey lets out a... Woo! 
Joining me today is Corey Matthews, international pog champion, 1993 to 96. Corey, how does today's competition look different from your original days as a pog? I'm messed up. Well, for starters, most of the players here have hit puberty. Snap. <laughs> oh, and we also didn't have this kind of technology back then. Now, these VR devices include a glove that actually simulates the weight and feel of a regulation hammer. Austin puts the headgear and the gloves on Corey, who begins jumping up and down to warm up. Let's see what he's got. A small Asian girl opposite him throws first, then Corey. A screen displays what both can see side by side. Pogs flip. A bright winner banner blinks on Corey's side of the screen. Woo! Boy meets your face, biatch! This is Corey's house! Austin, the Asian girl, and Josie are speechless for a beat. Of course, the competitors today won't be using this technology, but you viewers can download the app at our store by visiting digxt.backslash/swag to try it at home. This is Austin Wrigley at DigXT TV, your 24-hour live access to the most extreme digital gaming. Play on, player. Austin gives Josie the cut signal, then plays the footage. Yeah, can we get that boomerang up ASAP? Uh, switch to the standard live feed. Josie starts putting together a boomerang snippet of the end of the dance move. Austin peeks over her shoulder. Yeah, buddy, you like that Dunkaroos bit? You know Dunkaroos were a snack. What? Right? <laughs> Interior competition arena, day. Several tables are set up in the play arena, but we are focused in on one in particular. A stack of pogs sits at the center of it, a thick metal slammer on either side. A referee stands between Will and opponent number one. Both wear official play numbers attached to their shirts. Each game starts with 21 pogs stacked face down. Slammer flip determines the starts. Players take turns throwing. All flipped pogs are removed from gameplay and counted toward a player's total point. The remaining are restacked for the next throw. Player with the most points wins the round. Best of three wins. No holds on slammer technique. Any questions before we start? Both players shake their heads no. Skull, you start. Ying Ying, you. The ref flips the slammer. It lands on the skull. Will inhales sharply, picks up the slammer hesitantly, as if it's made of lava. He takes his time, flips it over in his hand, measuring its weight and balance. Flash, young Will in playground. Young Will weighs his own prize slammer. The muffled sound of cheering children lingers in the background. Back to scene, Will sizes up his opponent. His heartbeat quickens. Opponent number one gives him a confused look. He needs to throw. His eyes dart to the exit, then to Heidi, who returns a stern glance. You've got this. Will takes a deep breath, positions himself. After a beat, he throws his slammer, closing his eyes before he can see the result. The crowd cheers. Will opens one eye to discover he's flipped over 13 pogs. He has won this round. Woo! He cheers. The feel and pace of play lightens up. Will wins the second round. A huge bracket shows Will's name progressing. Will clenches his fist in victory. He looks to Heidi, who is smiling, and notices Brian is standing not far from her, watching and drinking a Red Bull. Will's demeanor changes. Brian turns to walk away, and Will follows after him. Interior competition area. Check-in tables. Day. A volunteer hands Brian a packet and official play number. Will and Heidi walk up. What the hell are you doing? I'm signing up. I thought you said this sounded dumb. It does but I literally have nothing better to do. 
Brian begins walking back to the competition arena, affixing his number to his shirt. Will storms after him. You've never even touched a slammer. Why throw away $100 on something you know you're not going to win? Brian shrugs. You didn't shit the bet on your first try. Can't be that hard. Brian takes a swig of his Red Bull. Also, that guy told me to come. Heidi looks over to where Brian is indicating. Don't freak out. What? Mud butt! <laughs> Will turns around and his expression turns to horror as a group approaches him in slow motion. Spitzer, Danny, 33, Jess, 33, and Sam, 3. They all stop not far from him. Will is speechless and against Heidi's orders, freaking out. I told you, the beast has been unleashed. Danny steps forward. Every inch of her is perfect, from flawless, blown-out hair to designer pumps. Will? Danny? You surprised me. Spitz was convinced you'd make an appearance, but not me. No. I never imagined Will Davis would show his face in the ring again. Danny saunters up to Will, getting just a few inches from his face. Will's pulse accelerates, sweat beads on his forehead. Lucky for me. I get to kick your ass all over again. She pulls out a $50 bill and holds it up, then walks back to her posse. Looks like you win this time, Spitz. But you might want to use it on an extra pair of pants for little Willie. Or do you want to borrow one of my son's diapers? Danny, I understand you're still trailing around the homecoming court so you can feel good about yourself, but it's been over two decades. Maybe time to move on? I see your sister is still throwing your punches. Heidi clenches her fist and throws him a look. He flinches. If you can wrestle your clown foot out of that proportionately sized hole in your face, feel free to stick it up your ass, Heidi. Your loser brother cost me a million dollar sale this week. You work for Danny's company? <laughs> no. No, I wouldn't let that box of rocks near my business. He takes care of my kid and runs some light errands. You're a manny? What's wrong with that? Is it because I'm a man, Will? No, no, it's just, uh... So sexist. Jess and Danny both shake their heads at him somberly. Will looks to Heidi for support. She's not touching it. See you in the finals, little Willie. If you get that far. She blows him a kiss and saunters away. Tall guy, you made it. Brian takes a sip of his Red Bull, then walks away wordlessly. Jess watches Brian leave. Who is that? He looks like the Craigslist killer. Heidi watches Jess, Spitzer, and Sam follow behind Danny. That man shouldn't be allowed anywhere near kids. When she looks over to Will, he is gone, bolting toward the bathroom. Heidi runs after him. Interior men's bathroom. Continuous. Will is hunched over the toilet in a stall, vomiting. <laughs> Heidi is behind him, leaning against the open door. Well, Elisa's coming out of this end? She rubs his back for a second. The entrance swings open and a man walks in, startled at the sight of her. He freezes. What? I don't want to look at your tiny pecker. Just get on with it. She motions to the urinals and switches to lean on the other side of the doorway so the man is out of eyesight. It's going to be fine. It's not like Danny spent the last 20 years playing. She's probably terrible. If this has been her plan for four days, she's been training. Yeah, well, I'm... Sure, a lot of these nerds have, but that doesn't mean anything. You're Will Davis. Look, I once saw you KO a second grader on the first throw with a double googly drop shot. Will wipes his mouth, her words sinking in. Remember Ricky Little? Yeah, 
You started that game with just 10 pieces and walked away with his entire special edition gold foil Power Rangers set. He ate so many Happy Meals to build that collection. Will, half the moms in the neighborhood wouldn't let their kids play with you because you were draining their stashes. Danny may be gorgeous and wealthy and powerful, but you are the slammer. So get out there and- The man taps on Heidi's shoulder. It's a number two. The man points to an out of order sign on the only other stall. Will flushes the toilet. All yours, buddy. He gets up while Heidi glares at the man. I'm good. Let's go. We need to get you some gum. Interior, break room, continuous. Will and Heidi walk out of the bathroom into the break room to a line of vending machines. Brian faces one of them. There's nothing but surge in these vending machines. Come on, we need to get you to the next round. Interior competition arena, day. Will cinches a win against an awkward opponent. All of a sudden, the circus converges on his table. Austin is talking excitedly at the camera phone in Josie's hand. We're continuing our live coverage of the 2019 POG Championship with the DigXT TV, and it looks like another match has just ended. Let's get to know our competitors. Austin goes over to Will's opponent, a very off young man who shies at the attention. Hey man, tell us about yourself. What's your name? And what brought you here today? Mm, raccoon cheese is the best cheese. Hey-o. Austin pauses for a beat, then quickly pivots to Will, who just tenses just slightly. hey what's your name, brother? Uh, Will. Austin gives a slight reaction to Will's vomit breath and backs away a step. Will is too nervous to notice. Uh, hey, Will, I'm Austin with DigXTTV, your 24-hour access to extreme digital sports. Have you had a chance to try our VR Pog simulator? No. I've been playing it in real life with... Actual pieces. Yeah, but did you know that our specialty VR set includes a glove simulating the actual weight and feel of a real slammer? Uh, so does holding an actual slammer. Austin hides his frustration in a wide smile. <laughs> well, we've been pulling competitors and we'd love to hear from you. Favorite television show from the 90s? Oh, uh, Pete and Pete, hands down. Well, more to come when we return. Austin gives the cut signal and storms off. Josie calls over to him, giggling. Good answer. About the VR of the show. Will sees Heidi. She gives him a strange hand signal, then motions to Josie, now standing next to him. It's his breath. He puts his hand to his mouth. Both. Josie's smile lights up her whole face. She carries a quirky kind of beauty. Less pin-up, more piece of art. Will Davis? Recognition hits him. Critter? Embarrassment flashes across her face. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm sitting in Miss Jacobson's second period English again. No, I mean, I thought it was cool you had so many pets. You were like an IRL Snow White. That's... well... I go by Josie now. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, What are you up to these days, besides working as a camera phone operator at what I can only imagine is a very reputable sports network. He intended his words to be playful, but with his hand shielding Josie from his breath, the tone gets lost. Well, I moonlight as a giant dick. Seems like you're in the biz too. We should swap notes sometime. He tries to backpedal, his hand still over his mouth. She walks off irritated. He yells after her. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. It's good seeing you, Will. 
Will looks over at his opponent. The strange man pulls a roll of Mentos from his pocket and offers him one. Will's name progresses in the rankings. Interior competition arena day. Brian walks up to a table and places his drink atop it. A teenage opponent stands across from him, referee number two between them. Will and Heidi walk up to watch his match. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. You can't keep your drink on the table. What is this Nazi Germany? Would you like me to throw it out for you? Brian doesn't respond, but locks eyes with him as he empties the final half of his Red Bull, then hands it to the ref. Yanka. Brian then looks over to size up his opponent. The kid's face is set in a hard stare and a barely pubescent mustache. Were you even alive when these things were manufactured? The opponent's scowl intensifies. Okay, gentlemen. Each game starts with 21 pogs, stacked. We know how it works. Which stupid side am I? Skull. The referee flips the slammer and it comes up, yin-yang. His opponent gives him a smirk, as does Will. The teenage opponent positions himself carefully, takes a moment, then throws his slammer, flipping five pogs. The opponent sneers at Brian while the pogs are restacked. Brian tosses the slammer at the stack. Brian has flipped three. Will crosses his arms, satisfied. The opponent takes his turn, only turning over two more pieces. The pieces are restacked once more, and Brian quickly overturns eight pieces without gusto. Will scoffs. <laughs> Beginner's luck. Brian says nothing and goes back to his game. He locks eyes blankly with the kid and throws his slammer at the new stack. Loud cheers erupt. He's flipped 13 pieces and won the game. Will stares at the table with his mouth wide open, then looks up to Brian, who is giving his signature deadpan. I'm sure that's it. Brian walks off. It's revealed that Jess is standing next to Will and Heidi. He's so gross. The two turn toward her, creeped out. So, Jessica, how have you been these last 15 years? She doesn't reply, stone cold. I thought you moved to L.A., that was Jessica C. Bitch. She could probably still fit in her prom dress. Oh, right, you're, you're an attorney. That's Jessica K. So... She rolls her eyes and storms off. The bracket shows Brian's progressing to the next round. Interior competition arena. Day. Will and Heidi walk up to a table. Danny prepares to face off against a Will lookalike. Will does a double take at the resemblance. Danny throws him a coy smile. Okay, let's see what you got. Referee number three gives the signal and Danny narrows her eyes, focusing on the stack. She takes a long step away from the table, then switches her grip. Surprise rings through the crowd. Danny throws, the slammer flips 15 pogs, bounces high and she catches it midair. Applause erupts, Corey and Austin talk to Josie's camera phone nearby. What a shot! You see, Austin, the whammy grip allows for a lot of spin, but it's difficult to control, which is why it's generally used for short-range shots. At a distance like that, it really was an incredible risk to take, but really paid off. Will stands dumbfounded. Austin runs up to Danny. We're live at DigXT TV. That was a ballsy move. Where did you learn that kind of gameplay? I came up on the playground, Austin. Glenn Heights Elementary Champion, 1995. Incredible. Speaking of, we're asking all the competitors best show from the 90s. Danny locks eyes on Will. Guts. No doubt that was a gross one. 
Josie rolls her eyes. Danny's name moves up on the leaderboard. I'm, I'm going to the bathroom. He steps off. Do you need me? Will waves off for help. She notices Josie and says hello. Interior bathroom continuous. Will sits on the floor next to the toilet once again. He spits into it, then flushes. He rests his head back against the wall and takes a deep breath. An ad on the back of the stall door catches his attention. A stock photo of a smiling businessman talking to a young couple is featured below a logo, Steadfast Insurance. He stares at the ad intently, captivated. A confused look washes over his face. The businessman in the photo has been replaced by Will with the same identical smile. Will focuses closer on the photo. Cut to interior, insurance office day. Bright, happy music plays in a bland, nondescript insurance office. Will wears the same suit from the ad, seated across from the Klostermans. A huge, cheesy smile crosses his face. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Klosterman, I think your futures are well protected now. <laughs> Thank you so much, William. I don't think we would have ever gotten such a low premium at those deductibles without you. <laughs> I definitely know what that means. Here's a modest pile of money. Swell! Have a great day. The Klostermans leave and Paul pops his head in the office door. He too has an outrageously fake smile on his face. Well, hey, Will. Hey, Paul. Well, I banged your sister last night. Three times. <laughs> Tally-ho, Paul. She's a feisty one. <laughs> Tally-ho, indeed. They both laugh. <laughs> well, I've got the next client ready, Will. Looking forward to it, Paul. Paul gives a thumbs up, then heads out. Moments later, a young Ric Flair enters in all his feathered mullet glory. What do you think you're doing? I'm... I'm sorry, Rick. Now listen, pal. You think you're just gonna be pencil-pushing like some kind of nothing-happening street trash? The Klostermans seem like nice people. I can, I can pay my bills. Maybe my sights have been too high this whole time. It was so hard for me to sit back there in that cardboard prison looking at a shit-pants kid dishonoring my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than your expectations could ever fathom. Sight's too high. Huh, you're talking to the Rolex-wearing, diamond-ring-wearing, kiss-dealing, woo-wheeling-dealing, limousine-riding, jet-flying, son-of-a-gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Rick, I can't fight you. <laughs> oh, you're not going into that ring with me. A wrestling bell rings, and Mrs. Singer storms into the office, decked in a 90s-style leotard and teased hair for days. She lets out a roar for the audience that has materialized in the office. <laughs> How dare you raise my rates? I've been a steadfast customer for 15 years! She grabs Will and throws him across the office. He falls hard, has trouble getting up. Mrs. Singer, I know you must be frustrated with the rate increase, but this is... She pulls him up by the hair. Frustrated? I'm out for blood, son. She knees him in the head with a flourish. Mrs. Singer, our policy clearly states that you shouldn't see any rate increase with a good driving record. So now you're saying I'm a bad driver? She goes to grab him and Will scrambles away. Mrs. Singer, you've had four car accidents in the last year. She clotheslines him. Only one of those was my fault. You were texting and driving every time. Maybe in a few years, when the offenses fall from your record. You expect me to pay these outrageous charges for nearly three years? Mrs. Singer climbs up on the top of the desk. Paul pops in. Will, 
We can't afford to lose another client. He pops back out. Will glances up nervously at Mrs. Singer. Maybe I can give you a discount on roadside assistance. She lets out a roar, then leaps onto him. As he sits, pinned under the weight of Mrs. Singer, the Klostermans walk back into the room. Well, if you're going to give this client a discount, I think we deserve one as well. You worthless! Piece of garbage! I should have had you fired! Mrs. Singer starts punching Will repeatedly in the side. Paul comes back in the room, still cheery, and places a stack of papers on Will's desk. Will is still smiling. Well, I've got a whole buttload of claims for you to process. Did you know Heidi's favorite position is doggy style? Neat, huh? Ric Flair laughs maniacally. The cacophony of the scene comes to a crescendo, and Will's smile looks like it could break at any moment. A loud fart rings through the chaos. Back to interior bathroom, continuous. The fart shifts to a nasty dump. Will looks in the direction of the next stall over and grimaces. His eyes go wide and he looks at his watch. I'm gonna miss it. He scrambles up. Another tiny fart rings out as he runs out. Interior competition arena, day. Will shakes off Heidi's concerned look as he runs past to the table, then turns to Gregorian, between 40 and 60. At 250 pounds of solid muscle, one ill-fated flex could rip through his shirt. His close-shaved head features a hard-set jaw, crazy eyes. The referee fidgets. I've been waiting. Sir, I am very sorry. All right, gentlemen. Now that you're both here... Gregorian puts a hand up. His eyes bore into Will. Excuse me. I would like to know exactly why this young man thought my time was worth dog shit. Dog... I, I would never presume your time is worth dog shit, sir. In fact... I think your time is worth much more than dog shit. It's worth gold or... Platinum? Or antimatter. Heidi flashes Will a questioning glance. What the hell is antimatter? I have no idea. I just saw it on some random online list. Most expensive things in the world. Diamonds, truffles, uh, rhino horns. Rhino horns? Those, those are endangered animals. I... I'm very concerned about the plight of rhinos, sir. Love rhinos. We could do, we could all do more to help those gentle giants. Volunteer at the zoo. Raise awareness about poaching. Such, such an important cause. After a beat, Gregorian nods with a small grunt. Eyes still locked on Will. You both know the rules. Skulls, player one. You can just let him go first. The referee nods in agreement and Gregorian tosses his slammer. He turns over 11 pieces and wins the round. He is pleased and eases up. You guys know Mewy Cat? No. What's Mewy Cat? What? He's on the internet. He lives at a rhino orphanage. Gregorian pulls out his phone and shows Will and Heidi. There is a video of a cat and rhino together. Aww, they're going for a walk together. <laughs> That's Jamie. They're best friends. They watch for an extended beat. The ref starts getting impatient. So cute. Sir... Gregorian. Gregorian. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna throw. <laughs> oh, 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 now you're in a hurry? Gregorian pockets his phone and crosses his arm. Will takes a deep breath and throws. Twelve pogs overturn. Cheers erupt. Gregorian shouts in a rage, silencing everyone. A beat. Gregorian fumes at Will as the referee nervously resets the stack. Once set, he aggressively throws his slammer, 
flipping only seven pogs. He slams the table. Uh, Gregorian. What are you doing? I know you don't like me right now, but we can be friends. You're a... You're just like that little rhino. Tough on the outside, but with a, a big heart. Gregorian softens a little. Then the referee begins restacking. And I'm like little Mewy Cat. Just trying to walk through this journey with you, buddy. I am soft and fragile and just want to be friends. Gregorian takes a deep breath and sighs. He nods wordlessly. Will throws his slammer, overturning 11 pieces. Gregorian understands that he's lost and lurches toward Will, who just barely ducks from his grasp. Oh my god, please don't kill me. I'm ju I just want to design t-shirts and stop working crap jobs. This doesn't seem to impact Gregorian, who lurches toward him again, this time grabbing him. He pulls back his fist to punch. I swear, if I win the money, I'll, I'll design a line specifically to benefit rhino shelters. Gregorian pauses. Yeah, that's such a noble cause. Think of that cat and all of the friends. Think of, think of Jamie. Gregorian lowers his fist. He nods and purses his lips. For Jamie? He gets a bit teared up and brushes it away hastily, then walks off. Will exhales deeply, processing. He looks up. Heidi stands with Josie, who filmed everything on her phone. Both are speechless. The universe is too good to me. Josie walks away, chuckling and clicking away on her phone. That was insane. That guy could have literally ripped my arms from my body. Maybe you should consider a career in hostage negotiation. Maybe. Man, I, I've never felt so alive. I feel like I could do anything right now. Like, save the rhinos? <laughs> <laughs> okay, National Geographic should really hire that guy for fundraising. Their laughter dies down. Will starts nodding, electricity still pulsing through him. Come on! Will's eyes set into a determined stare, and he walks off, Heidi trailing. Interior, competition arena continuous. Danny is on the phone. Spitzer, Jess, and Sam stand not far off. No, Roger. The account is obviously not in my name. What is this, amateur hour? Jess gives an interested glance at Danny. Will and Heidi enter. Danny! She looks over and her mouth pulls into a wide grin. Hey, I've got to go. <gasps> Looks like someone found his big boy voice. Your balls finally dropped, mud button? Heidi goes to give a retort, quickly cut off. Piss off, Mary Poppins. Double or nothing. Danny is intrigued and saunters mm -hmm. up to him. What do you say? I say it's a bad wager. You're broke. You beat me, I come work for you. Buy your tampons, bleach your asshole, whatever it is that Spitzer does for you. Spitzer looks around, nonchalant. I win the tournament, you double my winnings. But yeah, I don't want to see any more of your pathetic face than I already have to. Thanks. She goes to walk away. I'll put up the collateral. What? Absolutely not. Danny's smile returns. This sparks her interest. I'm good for it. Consider it an investment. And I'll take half when you win. No, Heidi. Done. Making you my personal manservant might have been fun, but watching you lose little Miss Sally Do-Gooder's life savings... Oh, that's something different entirely. Hide, I can't let you do that. I don't need your permission. She shakes hands with Danny. I hope you had that earmarked for something really special. Danny walks off with her posse in tow. God, her hands are so soft. <laughs> Why did you do that? I didn't need your help. I didn't do it for you. 
I can use the cash and they're great odds. If I lose, you know I can't pay you back. She gives him a smirk. Then I guess you better win. She starts walking away. Will hurries after her. Why do you have $20,000 sitting around anyway? Don't worry about it. Interior leaderboard, night. Austin and Corey stand in front of the leaderboard, talking to the camera phone once again in Josie's hand. Tensions are running high as day one starts coming to a close. Absolutely, Austin. We have five knockout rounds left, and the remaining competitors will move on to the semifinals tomorrow. With expertise on your side, have you noticed any players that stand out among the rest? Interior competition arena, night. Will battles an Asian gamer in this round who performs a series of backflips to the table prior to throwing his slammer. Will Davis got off to a slow start, but I've been watching his form and he's got a consistent solid foundational skills. Now did you see that footage of him taking down that raging bull? This guy is viral gold. Will narrows his eye at his opponent and then does a sort of ribbon dance routine. He then throws his slammer for the win. He punches the air in triumph. Will's name moves to the next position on the bracket. Interior competition arena, night. Will stands between Austin and Corey. He looks at the camera with wide eyes. So, who is Will Davis when he's not slamming? Well, uh, I've been saving up to start a business. I'm a t-shirt designer. I design t-shirts. Oh, snap, an entrepreneur. Is this one of your designs, dog? They turn Will around to show the camera the back of his shirt. So fly. I would buy one of these. I know you would too, Joe. Josie rolls her eyes. Interior competition arena, night. Brian faces off to a perfectionist opponent who measures the exact angles on each side of the table. He puts his finger in his mouth and then uses it to test the airflow. Brian watches all of this with little interest. This Brian guy has never played a game in his life before today. I'm not, you know, I'm not exactly sure what he does, but whatever it is, it's working. The perfectionist opponent throws his slammer and knocks over five pieces. Brian doesn't even bother to put his drink down this time or look at the stack. He throws his slammer and it overturns 12 pogs. Brian's name progresses to the next step of the bracket. Interior competition arena day. Brian now stands with Austin. In contrast to Will, he is unfazed by being on camera. He drinks a can of Surge. Brian, we asked your fellow competitor, Will Davis, to tell us a little bit about what he does when he's not crushing through the pog circuit. Now we'd like to ask... Did he say jerking off? (laughs) Uh, uh, he did not, man. And we're in the middle of a live stream with a channel viewed by thousands of children. Got it. No problemo. As I was saying, we'd like to ask you about who Brian is. What exactly is it that you do when you're not busting into the pog scene? Brian takes a swig of his surge. Jerk off. Josie bites her lip as she watches the interview. Interior competition arena, night. Danny faces off to a cat lady. She wears a sweatshirt decked out in puffy paint and vintage cat appliques. Danny Fairchild is a powerhouse of a woman and an even stronger pog player. Mm -hmm. Her technique is textbook and leaves crowds stunned. The cat lady barely throws it. Two pieces slide off the top, unturned. The woman claps delightedly. Danny grimaces, throws a complex move that flips 13 pieces, then holds out her hand. Spitzer promptly arrives to squirt hand sanitizer into it. Danny's name progresses to the next step of the bracket. Interior leaderboard, night. It's Danny's turn to talk to the camera. Austin beams while Corey seems a bit nervous around her. 
Danny, we are getting the 411 on our competitors. What are you doing when you are not opening a can of whoop-ass on the world of pox? Well, I graduated at the top of my class, pinning down a very contested position at Gil Fairchild, a multi-million dollar hedge fund. Swing! That is some fat cash! Will stands next to Josie as she films. What is he saying? I think he googled 90 slang. That sounds like a terrible life. Not! <laughs> Did he just learn what a not joke is? He sounds like Borat. It's okay. I told him a chill pill is what we called Molly back in the day. Should make for an entertaining time when his stash runs out later. <laughs> Will lets out a chuckle. Josie looks at him and gives a small giggle despite herself. Danny glides over to them. This just makes sense. Mudbutt and Critter. Ew. You can pace each other at the Special Olympics. Hi, Danny. Personally, I'm really enjoying this little reunion warm-up. I mean, who would have thought we would all be here today together reliving the golden years? It's too bad the rest of your mongrel family couldn't be here. Danny notices that Josie is examining her face closely. What? Uh, I don't know. Could be nothing. What could be nothing? It's probably just my imagination. It's just... It just looks like one side of your face is a little... droopy. This resonates with Danny, but she tries to cover it. It, it, well, it is, must be your imagination, because there's no reason that my face would have anything not good. Just shut up, critter! Danny storms off. Glad we could catch up. Danny throws up a middle finger. I always liked her. Wow. That was masterful. <laughs> Josie! Her expression turns sour at the sound of his voice. What are you doing? We have to get ready for the final standings. They're going to be wicked! Interior main stage, night. The stage is set up over the top. A large screen shows the bracket. Spectators file into an auditorium-style seating. Will files in through the doors and is caught by his sister. Where were you? I was just scoping out the competition. Josie and Austin run by. Heidi notices Will's eyes linger on her for just long enough. She smirks. They find seats. As Danny, Spitzer, Sam, and Brian find seats, Corey takes the stage in a headset. Music erupts into the room. Dudes and dudettes, we've come to the end of day one, but only eight more will move on to the final rounds of the 2019 Pog Championship. Machine spews smoke that glows blue in the lights. Who has what it takes to win the ultimate prize? Let's take a look at the standings. Names on the board rearrange and order in terms of highest points. Brian's name sits at the top of the board. Followed by Will, then Danny trailing by one point. Will and Heidi lock eyes and cheer. Danny narrows her eyes at them. Brian takes a sip of surge. Tomorrow, one competitor will prove themselves worthy of the grand prize. Until then, party on! Series of lasers dance across the stage and abruptly, leaving the new bracket for day two. That's gonna be a problem. Interior, bar, night. Will and Heidi sit at a bar close to the competition arena. They toast. To victory. I haven't won anything yet. You outscored Danny. I'm pretty sure her eyes were literally glowing red. <laughs> you think she like angry cleans and then stress eats and then shames herself viciously for it? You know, I, I think that Brian might be unbeatable. Well, he's got to knock out Danny before you take him on and the bet won't matter. 
it's not just that. I mean, design, pogs, that's all I've ever been good at. What would you do? Whatever it takes. I mean, if you want something bad enough, you just figure it out. Explore other options. Consider a surrogate. What? But it doesn't matter. Because you're going to win this thing. I can feel it in my bowels. Nope. Nope. That's just the beer. Heidi heads toward the bathroom. Will notices Josie is sitting down the bar. He walks over to her. Seat taken? Josie motions for him to sit. Wasn't sure if your boy would start bugging if he saw me macking on his shorty. And will you be macking, sir? Um, ha <laughs> no. Uh, no, I won't. Hmm. Not your type, huh? Let me guess. Huge tits. Great personality. What? No, of course not. I hate breasts. All right. All right. You're into that girl who's just like one of the guys and looks great in nothing but a football jersey. I'm uh, more of a pog guy. Okay. Okay. Um, you're one of those creepers that dates girls who are practically teenagers because they're intimidated by women their own age. You got me. I can see you on the beach with a camera, capturing her gut side while she gazes introspectively into the ocean. Her caption would read, Happiness comes in waves, like she's some kind of basic Buddha. High tides, good vibes. That's good. I'm sorry for calling you Critter. Josie takes a swig of her drink. I just assumed... Mm, that was my cover. When people stopped calling me Josie altogether, I decided to lean into it, turn it into something positive, surround myself with what I loved. Serious question. How many do you have now? <laughs> Four. Four pets? That's not so Dogs. much. Three cats, a turtle, and a hedgehog named Stu. Will goes to respond and decides against it. He laughs. <laughs> well, he's been in the family a really long time. I'm surprised you didn't become a vet or a zoologist. I'm surprised you didn't become a transformer. <laughs> Will concedes. I like my job when I actually get to do it. I mean, believe it or not, but I am capable of more than just holding a phone. No. She pulls out her phone and plays a video. It's a trailer for a documentary on Gigapets. It's kind of stupid. Not at all. I couldn't keep one of those things alive for more than a day. Josie, you made this? Yeah. I try to get more narrative on the network, but the men are focused on new tech. They forget about connecting with people. Ugh, you women and your feelings. Josie takes a sip of her beer. Deplorable, I know. <laughs> Heidi walks over from the bathroom. You guys see the crown prince of pogs over there? Corey attempts to woo a girl, but his speech slurs horribly. She's not having it. You know, I looked him up doing research for this project. His name was actually Corey Eidelman. He legally changed it to Corey Matthews after his third championship, which I'm pretty sure he only won because he had about seven years on every kid there. And he's still looking for his Topanga. Hey, girl, you want to come back to my place and see my Goosebumps collection? My mom will cook us pancakes in the morning. I'll put on a little boys to men and we can slide into my Ninja Turtle sheets. Corey falls off a bar stool and recovers. Ouch, maybe not. <laughs> well, big day tomorrow. It was nice seeing you, Josie. My ride. Nice talk. Maybe more tomorrow? Are you saying there will be a return of the Mac? Oh, that was bad. 
Josie smiles as Heidi pulls Will away. Interior, main stage, day. Will sits on the stage with the other competitors. Milo Papadopoulos, 30, suited up as if he is going to participate in a triathlon. Van Winkle, 80, covered in long bushy hair from his head to his toes. Hairless man, 40, lacking any trace of hair or eyebrow. Tracksuit, 25, a Jamiroquai lookalike. Cowboy, 60, with boots to match, and of course, Danny and Brian. A makeup artist applies foundation to Will's face. Josie walks by and throws him a shirt that reads 2019 Pog Championship on the front. Will Davis on the back. I'd rather not. For the promos, you wear the shirt. Promos? Interior, interview booth, day. Will stands in front of a legit camera setup. Josie operates while Austin asks interview questions. What do pogs... Mean to you, yes. Um, pogs were a big part of my past. Something I walked away from because I thought losing once meant I was no good. Interior interview booth, day. So, Brian, what will you do if you win the $20,000 prize today? Don't you dare say... For Christ's sake! (laughs) Promo footage, Will. Will flips a slammer in slow motion. But today, Pogs means an opportunity to do something I'm passionate about. Prove to myself and everyone else what I'm capable of. Interior main stage, day. Danny sits in a chair among several competitors, including Will. A hairdresser spritzes her perfect quaff one last time. Josie walks up. We're ready for you. Danny nods and turns to Sam. He's a well-groomed little boy. Styled hair and neat little bow tie. Okay, sweetheart, it's time to go on TV. Show me you're happy. Sam gives her a wide, gleeful smile. Sad. He breaks out the puppy dog eyes. They've been practicing. Unable to cope with the tragedy of our existence. The three-year-old accesses something inside of himself both beautiful and heartbreaking to behold. Will and Josie's mouths hang agape. I call that one the Will Davis. You are destined for greatness. Sam lets out a primal roar. She echoes his roar with her own. Ah! Roar! What do we do with the people who stand in our way? Rip them to pieces! Yes, that's my little winner! Will and Josie are still speechless as Danny walks over to the interview booth. Yeah, baby beast. Interior interview booth, day. Danny holds Sam in her arms as she talks to the camera. Pogs had a profound effect on the children of the 90s, but they can make a difference today, too. I have one of the most important jobs in the world, being a mom. Austin nods solemnly. Josie rolls her eyes. This is Sam. Talking head, Danny. Danny and Sam look directly at the camera. Sam performs his happy face. As a very successful hedge fund manager, I can take care of my son. Promo footage, Danny, slow motion rolls over Sam's heartbreaking face. Danny strokes his hair. But that's not the case worldwide. Footage cuts to Danny giving Sam Eskimo kisses in slow motion. The two laugh silently. So, with the money I earn here today, I'm going to help mothers in Rwanda support their own families with the fair trade bow ties for babes. Talking head, Will. (laughs) I think the competition is certainly tough out there. Promo footage, Brian. The camera pans in slow motion. Brian looks bored. He takes a sip of Surge. 
it's not going to be easy. Talking head, Danny. Yeah, there's a lot of history between us. I think it's sad. Promo footage, Will. Will throws a slammer in slow motion. I'm out here trying to do good in the world, and oh, Will just wants to settle a score. Talking head, Brian. Brian stands silent, motionless for a beat, then another. What was the question? Quick flashes of promo shot. Milo. I'm here. Ben Winkle. I'm here. Danny. I'm here. Tracksuit. I'm here. Brian. Cowboy. I'm here. Hairless. I'm here. Will. I'm here. Cut to a group shot where everyone turns around to face the camera in slow motion. To, to win. The lights go out and the words Pog Championship 2019 appear on the screen. Interior, main stage, day. The promo footage ends on the main screen above the stage. The lights come up. Corey addresses the crowd. Welcome to day two of the 2019 Pog Championships. An explosion of cheers. The competitors stand in the wings with the production crew. Will leans into Josie. That was a little biased, don't you think? Ratings. Who's ready for some pods? The crowd cheers once again. Well, you're gonna get them, folks. But first, I have a little surprise for you all. Music blasts from the speakers, and a popular band from the 90s walks out and begins their set. I still don't understand how he paid for all this. That fat pog cash. Uh, where's Heidi? She had some super secretive errand she had to run this morning, apparently. I had to Uber here. Mm, poor baby. Those surge charges are legit. Interior, Davis's attic, day. Heidi hunts through a pile of boxes. She opens one, pulling out old report cards, a stuffed bear, a piece of paper falls out of a small stack she's holding. She picks it up gingerly. It's a print of her feet from the hospital the day she was born. A sad smile pulls at the corner of her lips. Under it is a photo of her mother holding the twins, taken in the hospital that same day. Heidi brushes off a tear and digs through a box labeled Will in Sharpie. Something catches her eye in the box, and she lights up. Interior, Davis's living room, day. Gloria stands at the bottom of the stairs. Got it! Heidi thunders down the stairs. Are you sure you can't stay for a little... You never visit anymore. I've got to get back to the competition right away, or I would. Well, okay. I think it's really nice you're supporting your brother. Have fun. Thanks, Mom. She plants a kiss on her cheek and runs out the door. A text message lights up on Heidi's phone. It's from Paul. It reads, where are you? She replies, five minutes, and then hurries to the car. Interior, main stage, day. The band runs off stage. All right, kids. Let's get ready to rumble! Interior competition arena, day. The competitors take their respective positions at a group of roped-off tables. Austin and Corey stand amidst the action. Now the quarterfinals will include three rounds, every player facing off against each opponent in their group. The two competitors with the highest number of wins progress to the semifinals. Danny faces off against Van Winkle. It's a quick finish, with Danny taking the win. Spitzer comes in with a water bottle, straw poking out. She sips it straight from his hands. A win is marked next to Danny's name. Interior competition arena, day. Brian faces a cowboy opponent. He eyes Brian, then spits tobacco on the floor. 
spectators jump out of the way. Brian takes a swig of his surge, his face ever constant. The cowboy quick draws, throwing the slammer from under his leg. It flips nine pieces. He continues to chew. Brian takes another swig and throws the slammer, just as he always does. Eleven pieces flip. The cowboy storms off. Brian shakes his can, which now appears to be empty. Jess sidles up to him from out of nowhere with a new can. I thought you could use something fresh. Brian gives her a moment's pause, then takes the can, opens it, and looks straight ahead. Thanks. He takes a swig and walks away. Jess bites her lip as she watches him go. A win is marked next to Brian's name. Interior competition arena day. Will faces off against tracksuit guy. A win. The crowd erupts in cheers except for Josie and Gregorian, who are busy sharing their favorite animal Instagram accounts. Will walks over and scowls at them, but Gregorian shows him a photo of a raccoon snuggled up against a puppy. Will's heart melts, and all is well. A win is marked next to Will's name. Will looks up from Josie's phone, and his smile fades immediately. Kenzie is making her way over to him. Surprise! Before Will even has a chance to react, she's in his arms and plants a rather extended kiss on his lips. Kenz, what are you doing here? When I found out you were here, I had to come and support you, boo. Kenzie notices Josie. Who's this? <laughs> uh, this is Josie, a friend from high school. She's been running the video here. Oh my god, you're the one that posted the video. What video? With that guy. Motioning to Gregorian. It's everywhere right now. You're totally blowing up, babe. Brilliant. If you're looking for a gig, my brand needs new social person. It's great exposure. Josie, this is Kenzie. I know who she is. Kenzie lights up, ecstatic to be recognized. High tides, good vibes. She storms off. Stock much? So, what happened to Hunter? Don't be like that. I'm here right now. That's what matters. No, Kenzie, you broke up with me. That also matters. Will, I left you because you stood around passively, letting life just happen to you. I can't surround myself with that kind of energy. Life's too short to be anything but happy. She caresses the side of his face. But I see you now, and you seem so fearless. She leans in just inches from his face. It's really sexy. Will's demeanor softens. He looks toward Josie's exit, then back to the beautiful girl inching toward him. A nanosecond before Kenzie kisses him, a shout rings out. Oh my god. Love, Kenzie? Can I get a selfie with you? Oh my god, of course! Danny gives the scene a sidelong glance next to Spitzer. You think she would take a selfie with me? Danny eyes daggers at him. He shakes off his starstruck gaze. Do something about this. I've got just the thing. Montage. Quarterfinal rounds. Will defeats the hairless man. A win is recorded next to Will's name. Danny cinches a win against the cowboy. A win is recorded next to Danny's name. Brian defeats Van Winkle. A win is recorded next to Brian's name. Spitzer slips something into Will's drink as Will leans behind Kenzie, cheek to cheek, teaching her how to throw a slammer. They laugh together, completely oblivious. Josie grimaces at their display of affection. Jess takes a pog sitting next to Brian and tongues it seductively. Brian looks at her, then straight ahead and drinks his surge. Will faces off against Milo, winning by just one piece. He pumps his fist, then grabs his drink and takes a swig. Interior competition arena, day. Danny loses against Brian. 
She stands motionless. A tremor of tension shoots through her. Spitzer runs up and stands right in front of her. All of a sudden, she punches him hard in the stomach. He buckles. She shakes out her hand. That's better. It's time. Danny walks off. A devilish grin crosses Jess's mouth. Copy that. Interior leaderboard continuous. Austin and Corey stand with Will, Milo, Danny, and Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, the quarterfinals were off the hook. But only four competitors will be moving on to the next round. Will's stomach makes a strange noise. Indeed, the two top winners of Group 1 were Danny Fairchild and Brian Warner. And in Group 2, Will Davis and Milo Papadopoulos? Papadopoulos, yeah. Another groan from Will's stomach. He clutches it gravely. DigXTTV will be back when we return to the semifinals. Will runs off to the bathroom. Kenzie considers chasing after Will, but gets sidetracked by Austin. Danny smiles. Jess walks up to Brian and whispers in his ear. Wordlessly, he takes a swig of his surge. Interior competition arena, break room, day. Will rushes through crowds of people in pain and a hurry. Spitzer blocks his path. Oh, what's the matter, mudbutt? Having tummy issues? Will tries to weave around him, but the stocky dude bro won't let him pass. The urgency of Will's condition worsens. Oh, what did you do? Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Will grunts in pain. Spitzer looks at his watch for a beat. And... Okay. Try to beat the clock, loser. Once Spitzer moves from his path, Will sprints toward the bathroom. He bumps into several people, falls once. He's amidst a group of vendor tables when he finally loses control of his bowels. Oh, no, 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 no. He sinks to the floor as it happens, coming face to face with an elderly vendor seated in front of his booth. Spitzer laughs raucously as he films the entirety of the scene on his phone. Will is humiliated, trying his best to hide his shit-covered backside. (laughs) He looks at the vendor, then to the wares the man is selling. Packages of brightly colored MC hammer pants are displayed prominently. He sighs. Interior break room, evening. Will paces rapidly, speaking into his cell phone. He's sweating, pale, and spastic. I'm freaking out, Heidi. I need you to pick me up. Things just reached DEFCON 1, and I need to talk to you. Can't believe I ever signed up for this. You're, you're the actual worst. But really, call me... Interior doctor's office. Evening. Heidi sits with Paul in the waiting room. She looks at her phone, which displays new voicemail. A nurse walks up. Mr. and Mrs. Grant? Heidi looks up at the woman and then to Paul. She gives a wan smile and pockets her phone as she follows the nurse. Interior break room. Continuous. He hangs up, waits a second, then immediately dials again. We hear the sound of the phone ring and then her answering machine picks up. This is Heidi. Sorry, or I couldn't or didn't want to take your call this time. Leave a message, and I'll text you back in two or three days. Bye. Frustrated, Will hangs up the phone. Josie walks in. Nice pants. Will dons a pair of the MC Hammer Pants in a very loud print. Spitzer slipped me some kind of poop roofie. Ah. (laughs) A poofy. Still, might have been the surge. Have you run a biopsy? If you're here to add insult to injury, I, I don't really have the patience. Actually, I came in here to make sure you're okay. Maybe that was a mistake. Yeah, maybe. Will slumps down at a table. Josie pauses for a beat, then walks away, turning around abruptly. You know, you like to paint yourself a victim, Will, but you can be an asshole, too. How so? 
You lied to me. I never once lied to you. You knew I thought you were joking. Oh, when you were making your condescending comments about me? She rolls her eyes. I'm sorry, I assumed you were better than that. Right. You're real safe up there in your ivory tower. Passing judgment on everyone else so you can pretend like you don't care what they think. Well, that's not true. Oh, yeah? Well, did you think for a second that I might just like Kinsey? Maybe it has nothing to do with me being intimidated. Maybe she's fun and sweet. And it's just more enjoyable to be with someone like her rather than someone like you. Well, your fun, sweet 16 girlfriend is sucking off my boss right now, so good luck with that. She walks out. Will sighs, then bangs his head on the table. Interior, final four arena, night. Two tables sit in a large cordoned area at one end of the arena. This is where the final four games are taking place. Danny strides in and takes her position. Moments later, Will staggers up to his own table, still pale. Danny gives a Cheshire grin. Across from him, Milo grimaces. Austin and Kenzie stumble onto the scene, breaking the resounding silence. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm late. Jo- Where's Josie? She's got to roll the footage. I got you. Will shakes. Whether from the poofy or anger is unclear. You all know how the game is played. Best of three goes on to the championship round. Understood? Will and Milo nod to the ref. Where's Brian? Will looks over to the other table. Brian is missing. Danny shrugs innocently. Referee number one looks at Will. Do you know where he is? Will shakes his head no with a shrug. He twiddles his thumb impatiently for a beat. Flash! Janitor's closet. Loud animalistic grunts stream from Jess as she bounces on top of Brian, half-clothed. The crate under them bumps against a shelving unit. An errant roll of toilet paper falls to the floor. Brian takes a swig of surge. Back to scene. Will looks at his watch. He taps his foot impatiently. Well, I guess group two can start. Skull, Will, Ying-Ying, Milo. He flips the slammer and it lands on the Ying-Yang. Will lets out a disgruntled shout. Uh. Milo pulls on a pair of gloves and then runs in two small circles. Milo goes to throw but loses his footing and stumbles. The piece barely hits the stack. Milo recovers, unsure of what happened. Under the table, Sam smiles mischievously. Will picks up his slammer. His vision wavers. He sways wobbly, but still manages to flip 13. Group two, game one winner, Will Davis. Kinsey throws him a thumbs up. He scowls in return, then looks over to the other table. Brian is still missing. If he doesn't show up in the next couple of minutes, I'll have to consider a forfeit. Flash, janitor's closet. Jess climaxes loudly and kisses Brian's face in a daze. All right, big boy, time for you to finish. I finished five minutes ago. (laughs) Jess looks at him in shock. He takes another swig. Back to sing. Group one, game one winner by default, Danny Fairchild. Will's stomach sinks even further. We'll give Brian five minutes to come back for the final game. Will looks around desperately, hoping Brian will materialize. Flash, janitor's closet. Jess is breathing heavily, soaked in sweat. You want to get some tacos? I know a guy. Ryan shrugs. Back to scene. Moving on to the championship round. Will Davis and Danny Fairchild. Will's stomach sinks even further. He starts for the bathroom again. Hey, honey, are you okay? He rushes past, leaving her dumbfounded. Interior competition arena, night. A crowd of people flies through a door into the main stage behind Austin and Corey, who interview Will and Danny. History. Emotion. 
The tale of two childhood rivals facing off 20 years later. How do you feel, Will? The sickness hasn't quite worn off, and tension rises in him the longer he's next to Austin. Great. And what about you, Danny? Afraid. Will looks at her, confused. Afraid that the children of Rwanda will continue to go without proper food and clean water. Will grimaces as Sam runs up and hugs his mom's leg. Bow ties for babes can't give these poor kids the same opportunities that my little Sam has. But every little bit helps. Sam is giving his Oscar-worthy performance for the camera. Truly inspiring. Will an unemployed office supply salesman settle a 20-year running score, or will a mother realize her dream of helping children worldwide? Keep watching DigXT TV to find out. Danny gives Will a smile and flips him off. Sam does the same. They both turn and walk away. Austin smiles at Kenzie, thanking her for stepping in for Josie. His hand rests on her shoulder. Will hits his tipping point, and he throws a punch, hitting Austin in the jaw. I think we should take a break. He walks out. Interior main stage, night. Neon lights illuminate a huge banner reading 2019 Pog Championship. On either side of the banner hangs a jumbo television with live feed of the table at the center of the stage. Hundreds of seats are nearly all filled. Will moves down the walkway to the stage through a tunnel of spectators. His heart beats wildly. The sounds around him muffle. As he makes his way, he recognizes several of the faces in the audience. Spitzer flashes a cocky smile. Gregorian gives him a thumbs up. Will nods awkwardly back to him. Ric Flair is inexplicably in the crowd, nodding solemnly. When Will makes it to the table, situated on the stage, Danny is already standing there. Same rules apply. Three rounds per game, any style. Slammer toss determine who starts. Opposing player will start next round. And will flip for the final. Best of three games, understood? Both players not. Skull, Danny, yin-yang, Will. <sighs> yin-yang. It's time to write the balance here. The referee tosses the slammer, and it comes up with the skull. Looks like a bad omen, little Willie. Will glares at her. Danny overturns four on her thirst throw. Nice job. I'm not worried. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm all about the long game. You know, like... Retirement savings, home equity, things you will probably never experience. Will throws his slammer, flips seven pieces. The stack is reset. Meh, your billionaire husband will get bored when he age out of his bracket and find someone like my stupid ex to fill your place. I hope you didn't make you sign a prenup. Danny sneers and throws her slammer. She only manages five additional pogs. Worry rises in her face. The stack is reset. Will takes a deep breath and throws his slammer. Four pieces are overturned. Game one, Will. 15-minute break. The crowd cheers. Danny storms from the main stage. That feels good. His stomach turns once more. Interior break room, night. Will walks out of the bathroom to find the break room empty. Save Danny. She sniffles. Are you crying? No. I thought witches melted when you're exposed to water. <laughs> Danny ignores him entirely. Will starts getting upset. I don't get it. You think it's fun toying around with my livelihood. You lose, it's a drop in the bucket. One swipe of Mr. Big's Just credit stop. card. You don't know anything about me. You just assume everything I have I owe to a man. That I'm incapable, unworthy. You always have. Why is that? 
I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, you don't? Uh, Pogs, you can't play Pogs, Danny. You're a girl. That was grade school. Homecoming? Oh, I thought you were a lesbo, Danny. The memory hits Will off guard. So, I proved you wrong. Over and over. Yeah, I kicked your ass. I was the prom queen. But it wasn't enough. No, it's not just you, you know, it's everyone. It's, uh, be strong, but not too hard. Thin, but curvy. You gotta have great hair and a tight ass. Look amazing, but, but not like you put in too much effort. You gotta be a great mommy, but still work, because you know, what is this, the 1950s? All while your husband is halfway around the world, seven months out of the year, and you don't get any help. No, you do it all by yourself, and... It's fucking exhausting. So, please, yeah, please explain why um, I can't be unhappy. Over the course of this exchange, Danny has gotten increasingly closer to Will. I... But you know what gives me comfort? It's knowing that even if you do win, I'll still be better than you. Because... You're never going to amount to anything because you're petrified of trying. I'll cut you a deal, Will. You, um, you forfeit, and I won't hold you to the bet. The Lannister twins can walk away, free to diddle each other behind closed doors, and live your lackluster lives. Think about it. Interior, Heidi's car, continuous. Heidi looks at the clock on her dashboard. She unleashes a roar at the backed up traffic. Interior, competition arena, main stage, night. Will walks through the crowd yet again. Gregorian gives him a good-natured roar as he walks by. For the rhinos! Brian and Jess are now sitting in the crowd. They both drink cans of Surge. Will arrives at the table just in time for the flip. Yin-yang, Will. He looks up at Danny before throwing his first slammer. She raises an eyebrow. Will searches the crowd for Heidi, Josie. They are painfully absent. What's the point? He throws his slammer weakly, only knocking over two pogs. Everyone looks a bit confused, and Brian gives a small chortle. What is he doing? Shitting the bed. Danny goes on to flip 11 pogs on her first shot. The referee restacks, and Danny throws. She overturns 12 pieces. Game two, Danny. 15-minute break before final game. Cheers go up in the crowd. Will is drained. He sighs deeply and catches Danny's voice. She's in the middle of an on-camera interview with Austin, now with a black eye. It's just really unfortunate that he's held that grudge for all these years. That money could do so much good in the world. I'm going to puke again. Will's gaze falls on Kenzie, filming. He shakes his head. Austin glances nervously in his direction. Interior, competition arena, night. Will nearly runs into Heidi as he walks out of the main stage. She's carrying a small wrapped gift. He continues walking toward the exit. She runs after him. What the hell was that? Oh, were you able to catch that last round with your busy schedule? I had a thing. I'm here. But you've apparently checked out? What's the point? Danny's right. She grabs him, stopping them both. 
Slow down. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a loser. I've always been a loser. The press isn't going to change that. I blew it with Josie, got played by Kinsey, and, and literally shit myself on video, which probably has a million views by now. She puts her hand on his. Will, you're not a loser. You're overwhelmed. We just have to fix it one step at a time. You might not be where you want to be, but you're not doomed to fail. You get to make your own path. <laughs> okay, Kenzie. I just want to go home. You don't have to worry about the money. Danny said she wouldn't collect. I don't care about the money. I just want to see you happy. You talk about how shitty your life is. We'll turn it around. Will shoves her hand away. Can you just stop? Every time, Heidi, I don't need you fighting my battles. The hell you don't? God, you're so... Stubborn, why is it so hard for you to accept help? What help? You have literally done nothing. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have even made it in the door. And who asked you to do that? Just because you're too scared to ask for help doesn't mean you don't need it. You're like some crazy helicopter sister. Will, play Pogs. Will, it's time to go to baseball practice. You know, there you go, Hyde. You want to boss someone around? Have a kid. Mom and Dad would just love that. I can't. That. What? I can't. My second round of IVF was tested today? Nothing. I'm broken. Heidi tosses the gift she's been holding on the table in front of him. You're just a coward. She storms out. Will's anger dissipates. Great. Interior competition arena, night. Will passes Jess and Brian. Where are you going? Home. There's one match left. Danny can have the money. Funder stupid bow tie thing. Brian, anyway, you could take me home. Nah. I'd rather stay and watch. Watch? Watch what? If I'm not competing, there's nothing to watch. Ryan shrugs. Exasperated Will exits. Exterior, convention center, night. Will waits near the entrance of the convention center. A car pulls up. He looks at his phone and pokes his head in the descending window. You, Howard? The driver nods and Will gets in the car. Interior, Uber, night. The car is squeaky clean. An air freshener hangs from the rearview mirror, and a small cooler sits on the passenger seat. An oldie station plays at a comfortable volume. Howard taps a few buttons on his phone, mounted on his console. The car begins moving. Bottle of water? Coca-Cola? Will meets eyes with him in the rearview mirror and shakes his head. No. He sighs and gazes out the window listlessly. <sighs> Was it a good event? Will is not in the mood for conversation. Yeah. Uh, sure. I hadn't heard of those things before. Pogs. Will doesn't respond. Howard notices his play number. You played? Yeah. How'd you do? Not great. You lose big. Flash. Josie laughing. Back to scene. Yeah. Well, at least you got a consolation prize. Will looks down. He's still holding Heidi's gift. Yeah. Will begins looking out the window again. You gonna open it? Will is annoyed and just wants to be left alone. I don't know. You should open it. <laughs> Why should I open it, Howard? Howard shrugs. I don't know. Someone's nice enough to give a gift, probably you should open it. What if I didn't ask for a gift? Even better. What if I didn't want a gift? Everybody wants a gift. The car moves in silence. What if it's $100? 
Exasperated, Will pulls the card off the box. Fine, Howard. I'll open the gift. He opens the envelope and reads the message. Sometimes we have to look back before we can move forward. I never stopped believing you could be great, even when you did. Go get him, Tiger. H. Flashback to exterior Davis's backyard, day. Young Will and young Heidi are still standing in the backyard. When pigs fly, Heidi. When pigs fly. The match falls into the can and the pieces go up in flames. Young Will walks out. Young Heidi makes sure her brother is out of view, then reaches into the can to pull out the slammer. The metal disc burns her. She inhales sharply, dropping it. She sucks her hand to dampen the pain, and after a beat, picks up the slammer. She looks to where Will exited, then back to the slammer now cradled in her hand. End flashback. The same piece now sits in Will's hand. He processes slowly. What is it? Twenty thousand dollars. What? Will closes his fist around the metal disc. Howard, I I need you to take me back. Will looks at his watch. The final match is slated for 8 o'clock. It is now 7.51. Uh, okay. No problem, Chief. Howard turns onto Broadway, Nashville's center of nightlife and nightmare traffic. (laughs) Hundreds of people move between crowded bars lining the several block stretch between him and the convention center. Broadway, Howard, I need to get there fast. Howard shrugs. There's nothing he can do. They wait at a complete stop for two minutes. Will gets agitated and jumps out of the car. I'll leave you a good review. Montage. Main stage, Austin and Corey gear up for their broadcast. Broadway, Will just barely avoids getting hit by a pedal bar rolling down the street. Main stage, the referee announces Danny, who makes a grand entrance down the walkway. Jess looks at her watch. It is 7.55. Broadway, Will maneuvers through a gaggle of bachelorette partygoers, all draped in pink sashes. They stop him and make him do a shot before he can pass through. <laughs> Main stage, the referees look around for Will. Danny grins devilishly. Broadway, Will runs past a Dolly Parton impersonator. Or was she an impersonator? Convention center, Will runs in, stopping momentarily to catch his breath. The clock on the wall reads 7.58. He sprints. Interior main stage, night. Austin and Corey stand with Danny and referee number one. He just disappeared. The pressure must have gotten to him. It's a shame. Austin gingerly touches the bruise forming on his face. Fine by me. Referee takes a look at his watch. It's eight o'clock. I'm gonna have to call it. He turns his mic on. Feedback sounds through the auditorium. Ladies and gentlemen, time has run out. The winner of the 2019 Pog Champion by Forfeit is... Stop! Everyone looks to the entrance of the auditorium. Will stands there, completely disheveled from his run. I'm here! He hunches over to catch his breath. Danny narrows her eyes. Corey tears up just a little. He grabs the mic from the ref. Ladies and gentlemen, coming into the ring for the final match, Will Davis! Will rises up and begins down the walkway. A few steps in, he hunches over again, panting fiercely. After a moment, he begins through the tunnel of people to the main stage. Flash! Young Will moves through a tunnel of children who are cheering. Back to scene. This time, Will is not looking for faces in the crowd. His gaze is dead set on Danny. The crowd, nonetheless, cheers enthusiastically. Gregorian rages hard. He rips off his shirt. Will is written across his chest. Three women climb over each other to try and touch him. Brian takes a swig of his drink. Splash! On the crowded playground, young Will emerges onto the circle. 
He scans the faces until he gets to his opponent, young Danny. Her face no longer obscured, her voice no longer distorted. What are you waiting for? Back to see me. Little Willie. Will responds with a determined stare. Skull, Danny. Ying-ying, Will. He tosses the slammer. It lands on the yin-yang. Will takes his first throw. Will steadies himself. He throws his slammer on the stack and overturns 14 pieces in one fell swoop. The crowd explodes in applause. It seems like Will got his fire back. Danny is going to need to pull out the big guns. Danny smiles as the second round begins. She throws her first shot, flipping only three pops. Well, it's not happening this time around, Corey. She doesn't look too phased, Austin. Mm. Will rubs his fingers over the ridges of his slammer and launches it at the stack. Seven flip over. Danny is cool and calm, taking a calculated approach to this throw. Explosively, she spins, jumps, and throws the slammer down at the pile, flipping the remaining 11 pogs over. Everyone sits in stunned silence, registering the move. The Widowmaker. After a pause, the crowd erupts in a roar of applause. Danny taunts Will with another devilish smile. Danny just pulled off an expert-level move. It's incredible form, and again, the contenders are tied. This last round will determine who walks away with the $20,000 prize. The slammer is flipped one last time. Looks like Will is going first. This next throw could be the end of the competition. Perspiration speckles Will's face. The muffled cheers of the crowd wash over him. He stands completely still, a firm gaze set on Danny as he prepares himself for this final moment. His heart beats loudly. Will throws the slammer. It floats gracefully in slow motion. A hush goes through the crowd, every face expectant. Will closes his eyes and inhales slowly. The slammer hits. Pogs go flying. The referee counts. Twelve. Will's eyes fly open in disbelief. And the winner of the 2019 Pog Championship is Will Davis! The crowd explodes! Gregorian punches someone in the face. (laughs) Brian and Jess remain perfectly still. Austin and Corey round Danny and Will in the front of the camera. Heidi, who has been at the back of the auditorium, smiles and walks out. Will, how does it feel to come out on top? Uh, unbelievable. Danny rolls her eyes. Well, the moment you've really been waiting for. A woman holding an oversized check walks onto the stage. I bestow this to you, Will Davis. A check for $20,000 is borrowed gift certificates. The comment catches them all by surprise. Danny lets out a laugh. What do you mean, Sabaro gift certificates? It was advertised as $20,000. Dude, it was crystal clear. You printed the flyers. He pulls one out of his pocket. A small asterisk indicates in Sabaro gift certificates. Don't you proof these things? Black screen. Three weeks later. Exterior, Davis's backyard. Evening. The sun sets behind a line of trees. Will and Heidi stand close to a small bonfire, beer in each hand. They stare at the flames to avoid the tension. So... Is this the part where you tell me you're never playing Pogs again? (laughs) No. Though, let's be honest, probably not. It is the dumbest game. (laughs) Well, I hear there's a lot of fame and glory in competitive Pogging. Also meatball subs. Will cracks a smile at his sister, softening the edge. Heidi takes a sip of her beer. Heidi, 
I do need you around. I know. You're an idiot, but you're my idiot. I'm never going to stop pushing you. Will takes a sip of his beer. But I do get a little spastic when things move out of my control. My therapist's words, not mine. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't win you the money. Well, it's pretty messed up that Danny insisted on delivering her share in exact currency. $40,000 worth of Sparrow. <laughs> Maybe your doctors really like calzones. <laughs> yeah, uh, another round probably wouldn't have worked anyway. I think we're going to try adoption. I got so focused on how I was falling short that I lost sight of what was important. I'm not broken. I'm just incomplete. You're going to be a great mom. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get your press or your mountain jacuzzi sex shack. Eh, probably would have had bears or something. Yeah, mm, bears for sure. I think you're going to be okay. Will nods and takes a swig. Yeah. Me too. Well, you ready to get this over with? If I have to. Oh, come on. It's not every day your 15-year reunion comes around. She gets up and starts for the house. No, because 15-year reunions aren't a thing. Heidi waves him off as she walks into the house. Will takes a swig of his beer. His phone rings. Hello? Interior, VC office, evening. Jason, 35, a young, attractive man in business casual, pivots in a modern chair amidst an expensive, minimalist office. Can I speak with Will Davis, please? Intercut, phone conversation. Speaking. Hi, Will. My name is Jason Brewer. I got your information from my dad, Carl Brewer. Uh, I'm not sure I know... He said he met you at First Tennessee. Uh, you gave him a kickball print? Oh, <laughs> When you mentioned his son played in a kickball league, I just assumed you were a kid. Yeah, not exactly. At any rate, my dad gave me the print, and I love it. Your work is really solid. Thank you. And when I saw the shirt you had on at the POG competition... Wait, you watched that? Well, my firm owns Dig XT TV. It's pretty much a requirement. Also, I'm a huge nerd. Will stands up, starts pacing. Really? Well... You need to promote Josie Grant. All the footage captured, the promo spots, that was all her. She's, she's really incredible. Love that you're a fan, but, but that's not why I called. I work in venture capital and we're looking to add a few new projects to our portfolio. Will begins to comprehend what is happening. He begins dancing silently in the backyard. Through the window, Bill gives him a quizzical look, then shrugs. Man, we'd love to have you in to talk about funding your apparel company. We think it's got a lot of potential, and with some expertise behind it, could be a very lucrative project. Will abruptly stops dancing and attempts to compose himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be amazing, man. Um, when could you meet? Later this week. Thursday? Great. Thursday it is. I'll text you the address. See you then. Will hangs up the phone, quickly downs the rest of his beer. 
Interior, class reunion night. Alumni fill the generic high school gymnasium wearing name tags in green and gold, the Kennedy High School colors. Will and Heidi stand in the corner. Two women, Leslie and Amanda, walk by. Heidi quickly jumps behind Will. I'm telling you, these leggings feel like butter. Oh, and have you tried essential oils yet? They're life-changing. Heidi peeks around her brother as they walk out of view. That bitch has sent me three dozen of those pyramid scheme party invites on Facebook. She is a pestilence. Why don't you just unfriend people like that? Heidi shrugs. I wouldn't want her to think I don't like her. Paul walks over, hands Heidi a drink, and shakes hands with Will. So congratulations are in order. New job? Job opportunity. Tally-ho, man. Will cocks his head quizzically. Heidi snuggles into her husband. Paul kisses her forehead. Spitzer walks by and makes a loud fart noise. <laughs> oh, mud butt. Didn't smell you there. Heidi goes to say something, then silently backs down. Will starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That is so funny. Man, it's because I shit myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow, that was a good one. <laughs> Spitzer doesn't quite know how to handle Will's outburst and slowly inches away. I think I'm going to go grab a drink. Will walks past Jess in conversation with Jessica C. and Jessica K. They all wear the same bleach blonde blowout, but Jess is dressed modestly in all black. Brian stands a few feet away, drinking a Red Bull. Will says hello as he passes. Brian says nothing. Will shakes his head. Jess sidles up to Brian and whispers in his ear. You want to nail me in the chemistry lab? Brian shrugs. The two walk off together. The remaining Jessicas gossip about her as she leaves. Do you think she's undercover right now? No, you idiot. We're at our high school. Well, Danny went to our high school and she locked her up. Interior prison night. Danny wrestles with a large inmate, both in prisoner's attire. Inmates crowd around them. The woman throws her across the room. Can you believe she managed to embezzle $12 million in that bow tie thing? Danny hits the wall hard, but rebounds quickly and headbutts the woman with a crack. Intercut, reunion, and prison scene. Those poor babies. Oh, there are no real starving babies in Africa. That's like a thing she made up to scam people. <laughs> Jessica Kay nods, enlightened. I wonder how she's doing. Danny slams the large inmate's head into the floor. Once, <laughs> twice, and a final time. I bet she's miserable. She pants on the ground for a beat, then stands, wipes the blood off her nose, and fixes her hair. All hail the beast. Cheers are up among the inmates. A sly smile forms across Danny's face. Interior reunion. Later. Will gets a drink from a small bar. He feels a tap on his shoulder. He turns around to Josie's phone, inches from his face. It pictures an Instagram post. Josie, I'm sorry, do you still like me? Check yes, no, or maybe. Did you really think this would work? Honestly? She nods, irritated. I did. I, I did think it would work. Though I'm regretting adding maybe as an option. There's no way to check a box. It's a photo. Will looks closely at it. Well, my mom managed to answer yes. Josie rolls her eyes. Will hands her his drink. I'm surprised you came. Will orders another drink. I'm surprised you came. That video... Not far off, Spitzer is showing the mud butt video to a group of classmates. 
Everyone laughs raucously. I decided to um, lean into it. They can't really make fun of you if you're already laughing at yourself, right? He raises his glass to clink. She holds her still. Will awkwardly takes a swig. Right. You know, what you said... Was awful. And untrue. Any guy would be lucky to be with someone like you. All very good points. She starts to slowly wander down a locker-lined hallway. But you may not have been entirely wrong. I can be a little... judgmental. And you have a right to fall in love with whoever you want. She looks down at the ground, uncomfortable. Well, as it turns out, uh, my heart has been stolen by someone. She looks back up to see him smiling back at her. His name is Edmund. He's a koala, and he poops way more than any digital creature should. He holds up a gigapet. <laughs> he... Uh, he looks very healthy. Two days strong, but I have to admit, it's a full-time job keeping this little bastard alive. <laughs> Speaking of, um, I got a promotion at work today. Apparently some pop champion told our CEO I did a great job at the competition. Some other pog champion is macking on you? Who is he? I'll beat him. She shoves him playfully, smiling. You're an ass. You know that. I do. I do know that. They start walking toward the crowd of people, their voices getting quieter. Will rubs his arm. You want to get out of here? This is pretty awful. You in the mood for pizza? <laughs> Fade out. The end. Credits roll over Snapcat photos of Rocco.